What's up guys, it's Eric from Fantasy Sports HQ and I'm here to break down the UFC card this week headlined by Darren Till versus Jorge Masvidal and this is actually a really really nice card for DFS and or if you bet fights uh, especially compared to last week where it was a total shit show um, and even though there's a bunch of close lines with the matchups again this week I think a lot of these fights are easier to predict than they were last week as most of the fights last week were pure toss-ups and we saw how that played out Saturday night. Uh, so saying that, let's dig into the first fight of the night, which is Nad Naramani versus Mike Grundy. And Nad Naramani comes in at a price of 8900 And he's a really solid overall fighter, has decent offensive wrestling, solid striking, uh, works the head and the body and the legs well. Uh, doesn't have a ton of power, has decent output, um, and when he fights mid-level guys to tomato cans, he looks great, uh, as you've seen in his two UFC fights against uh, Taha and then Anderson Dos Santos. Um, in those two fights, he scored 101 points and 83 points in a decision. So he can score well in a decision, but in this matchup against Mike Grundy, who's an incredible uh, wrestler. He won uh, medals at the Commonwealth Games in wrestling. I really think Nad Naramani is going to struggle here, um, especially for DraftKings at his price of 8900 I don't really have any interest in him this week because of the matchup. And saying that, Mike Grundy, I know we just talked about how he won a medal at the Commonwealth Games for wrestling, and he probably has the best wrestling at any British fighter maybe ever in MMA. Um, he sets up his takedowns really well with his strikes. He doesn't like to strike for more than a couple minutes at a time, max. Um, but he's really, really smooth with his boxing for short periods of time. And like I said, he sets up his takedowns well. And with that, I do think he's going to have success against Naramani with the takedowns. And at Mike Rundy's price of 7300 I mean, we only, if you roster him and as a punt in cash, you're only, I mean, if he gets you 30, 35 points, that's good. Like, that's what we're looking for. And obviously the win's a bonus. Um, but saying that, I do think that's right around what his floor is for this matchup because I do think he can land multiple takedowns. And I am actually going to pick Mike Grundy to win by decision or late submission. Uh, he is deceptively strong and he's very athletic. I do have some concern that he... Mike Gassier with some UFC jitters. Um, but he has fought good competition in the past, and he has had main event in plenty of cards. He's best friends and training partners with Darren Till, uh, so he'll, it won't be any shock to him fighting in front of the bright lights. Uh, so saying that, Mike Grundy is a pick by submission or late submission or decision, and I like Mike Grundy both in cash and GPP. And for me, at his price of 8900 uh, Nad Naramani is going to be a fade for me. Uh, the next fight of the night, which is Priscilla Cachoeira versus Molly McCann. It's a really a toss-up fight of two horrible UFC-level fighters. Uh, and so I feel that's a fight to stay away from on DraftKings. Unless you're making over 7 to 10 lineups. I really don't think there's any need at all to touch that fight. Uh, the next fight, which is a great GPP GPP fight to target is Dan Ige coming in at a price of 8200 in DraftKings versus Danny Henry coming in at a price of 8000 And just to start things off, I am going to pick Dan Ige to win this fight. 
and I am going to pick him to win by submission, possibly a decision. Uh, but saying that, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> the always one of the concerns with Dan Ige is that he's always slows downs in his fight after about the first round and a half. And with Danny Henry, he thrives on opponents who tend to gas and slow down. We saw that's how he beat um, Daniel Tamer. Daniel Tamer was kicking Danny Henry's ass. And the fight honestly probably could have been stopped. Uh, but Daniel Henry gassed like he always does. And then Henry put it on him and got him out of there late in the fight. And that is a concern I have for this fight with Henry fighting Dan Ige. But I think the wrestling advantage of Dan Ige and also the overall pure jiu-jitsu is just going to be too much. He's going to be by far the best grappler that Danny Henry's ever faced. Um, and I actually don't, I actually don't mind Dan Ige striking. I think it's slowly getting better. High output, high output has a lot of nice straight punches. Works the body well. Um, he doesn't have the best striking defense, but he does have a really good chin. Um, so saying that, I really think the only way Danny Henry wins his fight is if Dan Ige gasses out badly, which he, we've seen him do in the past. Um, but I think there is a good chance that Dan Ige gets, a, gets Danny Henry out of this fight fairly quick. So I do like Dan Ige, and he is one of my favorite GPP plays on the card. And I don't know if I would suggest playing him in cash just because of what we talked about of him gassing out and Danny Henry thriving against those types of opponents. Uh, but he is one of my favorite GPP plays on the card. And at 8,200, you got to love the upside in this matchup. And for Danny Henry, it's just a pure deep GPP play, in my opinion. As Like I said, his only path to victory is if Dan Ige gasses out and then Dan Henry either gets a late finish or somehow steals a split decision. Uh, for the next fight of the night, we have... Tom Brace coming in at 8400 and he is fighting a young up-and-comer in Ann Heinish with a price of 7800 And I am going to pick Tom Brace to win this fight. Heinish is a de decent young fighter. He had an impressive win in his UFC debut over Cesar Mutanche. But he's all offense and no defense. And I really think that's going to be a recipe for disaster here against Tom Brace. Um, Heinish, I guess, could land a takedown or two, but saying that, I think he would be reversed or Tom Brace can stand up. Um, I don't have a ton of interest at all in Ann Heinish on DraftKings, even though he has the lines been closing on this fight and there has been more and more people picking Heinish to win this fight. I just think that Brace is a horrible matchup for Ann Heinish. Ann Heinish was getting tagged left and right. Uh, by Cesar Mutanche early in that early in their fight before Mutanche gassed. And Brace is a much more technical striker than Mutanche and has beautiful jab, great straight punches, works the body well, underrated kicks. And I th really think he can just keep that jab in Heinish's face and force him into a sloppy shot. And I really am a big fan of Tom Brace's jiu-jitsu. He competes in a lot of high-level jiu-jitsu tournaments, does well. Has really underrated leg locks, has good chokes, and I just think he's really the better fighter here. My the one concern I do have is that he has a very public anxiety issue before his fights, and he's pulled out of a couple of fights because of that. Um, but saying that, a big part of that he admitted was because he used to cut way too much weight at 170, and it drained him mentally. 
Um, and now that he's fighting at 185, I think we're going to see a brand new guy. And he's finally going to fulfill uh, the talent that we all know he really has. So the pick is Tom Brace by a dominant decision or a late finish. And Tom Brace's price at 8400 he's one of my favorite plays on the card for DraftKings. Because in three of his four wins, he's scored over 112 DraftKings points. And if he does that again, that's a guaranteed lock to be in the optimal lineup. And it won't be close. Uh, so, like I said, Tom Bracey is one of my favorite plays on this card. And for as far as Heinish, I honestly don't have much interest at all unless you're making over 10-ish lineups. Um, but that's just my two stakes on that fight. Uh, the next fight is going to be really sloppy and ugly to watch. It's Supper Big Safarov versus Nick Nigaramu. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but it was close enough. And Nick Namagranu, I have major concerns about this guy because all of his fights come in the same promotion in Armenia, and that's always a concern when you see somebody that's making their UFC de debut and they've only fought for one promotion before that. And you can tell that they were giving him cupcake matchup after cupcake matchup because uh, just as late as 2017, he was really, really struggling with a fighter with a 12-41 and 41 record. Once again, his opponent had a 12 and 41 record, and he was piecing Nigaranu up in the on the feet until his opponent uh, quit on the stool in between rounds for some odd reason. And I can almost guarantee you, it was a fixed fight by that promotion we talked about. Um, Nick Nigaranu is strong, has decent wrestling, has no defensive wrestling or defensive grappling at all. Um, and it is priced in 9000 I can't in good just suggest you rostering him in DraftKings at 9000 where he's looked really crappy on tape against really poor competition, and this being his UFC debut. If you're making over 10 lineups, you want to take a shot, sure, I don't mind it. And his opponent, Safarbek Safarov, is coming in at a price of 7200 and this guy came into the UFC with a decent amount of height, but he really hasn't worked out. I don't know if he has brittle bones or I know he's had a knee injury ever since he was a child and he's wearing knee, knee braces on both legs. But in his last fight, he was landing leg kicks. And even though he was kicking his opponent, it was hurting Safarov more than it was his opponent. Every time he landed a kick, he would bend down and grab his shin. Uh, so that's a big pause for concern. And... I honestly don't have any interest in this fight on DraftKings for either fighter unless you're rostering making over 10 lineups. Um, and honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the underdog here in Safarov just because, like I said, Negreanu, as in two, late 2017, was struggling with a 12-41 and 41 fighter until his opponent quit on the stool. So I can't... I can't go into Granu here, seeing his level of competition, how much he struggled. But that's a pure stay away on DraftKings for me, unless you're making a ton of lineups. Uh, the next fight is the return of Joe Duffy, coming in at a price of 9100 <clears throat> Excuse me, versus Mark Diacasey, coming in at a price of 7100 And this is a must-win fight for Mark Diacasey. Sorry about that, guys. For Mark Casey, he's really been on a really rough uh, UFC skid here after coming into the UFC with not only with a lot of hype, but with two nice KOs in the UFC, only adding more to that hype. And I think he got caught up in that. He was actually in a really 
good gym in England, even though it's small and not that well known. And he made a move to ATT. And he's really looks like he's regressed ever since he made that move. All he continues to throw is spinny, uh, spin, spinning kicks, spinning back elbows, stuff like that. He actually has decent boxing, but he's gone away from that ever since the change of camps. And I also think he's struggling uh, with his confidence right now because you could tell early in his UFC run he was just full of confidence and beaming. And I really think after coming off three losses in which he was dominated in each fight that he's really trying to find himself right now. And uh, he has a tough opponent in Joe Duffy. Honestly, almost the same thing as his opponent. Joe Duffy is almost regressed since getting to the UFC. Um, I know he's dealt with some injuries, but I he has really good boxing he has solid offensive grappling, but he doesn't have good def, uh, takedown defense at all and can really struggle when he has his back on the mat. And he was also knocked out for the first time in his last fight, and it wasn't against James Bick, and it wasn't a hard shot at all, so that concerns me. And also in that fight, Joe Duffy kind of looks lethargic and slow, uh, so part of me is concerned that he's passed it completely. Um if we're going prime for prime, who wins this fight? I really think Joe Duffy would use his takedowns and his wrestling to control uh, Dia Casey. And I really think that a couple of years ago, I'd pick Joe Duffy to dominate this fight. But the way, the way he's looked in his last few fights in the UFC, and this being a must-win for Dia Casey like we talked about, Dia Casey has also made the move back to his home gym in England, which I really like. Because uh, as we talked about, he regressed when he went to made the move to ATT in Miami. I mean, his like I said, it's a must win. He's going to be added motivation, and I really think if he decides to wrestle this fight, because he does have good offensive takedowns, that he can win a decision here. Um, but if it stands on the feet, I think he's going to get boxed up, unless he can land one of his flashy strikes, which I hope he's cutting a lot of that out of his game because he does it way too much becomes very predictable. Um, saying that, also, Dick Casey struggles with guys who pressure him nonstop. Guys like Dracar Close and Dan Hooker, who are always in your face nonstop and force you into stupid decisions. Joe Duffy really isn't that guy. He likes to just kind of slowly pick you apart with his boxing and stand back. Um, so this is a good fight to target for GPP on DraftKings. But I'm having a really tough time making a prediction on this fight, and I'm actually going to take a pass. I want to lean slightly towards Dia Casey because of what we talked about, and I guess I'm going to. I'm going to take him to win a split decision. But I think Joe Duffy makes a very interesting contrarian GPP play, as a lot of guys will be restoring the 9K fighters above him, like Nathaniel Wood and Dominic Reyes. Uh, so he is a contrary GPP play. And as far as Dia Casey... GPP only as well. No way in hell in cash. And for the next fight of the night, we have Arnold Allen versus Jordan Rinaldi. And Jordan Rinaldi has actually recently moved down to 145 pounds from 155 pounds. And he's instantly become one of the biggest, strongest guys at 145 pounds. And you add in his wrestling base, and he's going to be become a tough out uh, for most guys unless you're really high level early. Anybody ranked in the top 15 should beat him easily. Uh, but the mid-level guys, I think, can really struggle with Rinaldi's pressure in wrestling. And he comes in at a price at DraftKings at 7,500 points. 
And traditionally, Rinaldi isn't a great scorer on DraftKings. He has his ceiling right now is in the mid-90s, and he has no floor at all in his two losses. Um, and his only advantage he's going to have in this fight is probably size on offensive wrestling. And I do think he can get... I really do think he can take... I'm sorry, Arnold Allen down a couple of times, but I think Arnold Allen, Arnold Allen's going to be able to stand back up, use his boxing, and either once his opponent starts to slow down, I think Arnold Allen will take over this fight and can either get a late finish or will cruise to a decision winning the second and third round. Uh, but if you do roster Arnold Allen at his price of 8700 he is going to get taken down this fight and he will spend a little bit of time in his back on his... a little bit of time on his back. Excuse me, I can't talk today. Um, but don't get concerned. He will get back up, and I think in the second and third round, he can really start to get going, and he can either get a late finish or uh, a decision win. And Arnold Allen in his last fight, he was losing his whole fight versus Mads Burnell, who's a high, very high-level grappler, uh, up until the late third round where he got in a late, uh, front choke, Arnold Allen did on Mads Burnell and got the tap uh, for the comeback win. Um and watching that fight again, he just looked, something looked off with him that night. He just couldn't get going at all, and he's never had that issue in his career. Um, so I don't know if that fight was an outlier or his takedown defense is that bad because he has been taken down 12 times in the UFC. And like I said, Jordan Rinaldi is a very solid offensive wrestler. Um, and he has okay submissions, but once again, that's against mid to low level guys. And mid to low level is not at all what Arnold Allen is. He Arnold Allen is. He's a very solid prospect, and I am going to pick him to win this fight. I'm probably going to prefer to play Arnold Allen in cash because I don't know what his upside is in this matchup since he's probably going to be spending some time on his back, and he doesn't traditionally score that high in DraftKings. He has scores of 79, 89, 62, and 60 in wins. So it's really only a cash play at best. Um, but I'm going to dig in a little bit more to this fight, and obviously I'll update anything on the cheat sheet that comes out Saturday in the MMA room. Uh, but, but the pick is Arnold Allen to win by decision. Um, if you want to take a shot in GPP on Jordan Rinaldi because of the wrestling, I don't mind that at all at 7,500. But I would only do that if you're making over three to five lineups, somewhere in there. Uh, and then moving right on to the next fight, which is maybe the best GPP fight to target on the whole card. It's John Phillips versus Jack Marshman. And we're going to make this short and simple. Both these guys grew up in the same hometown. They live in the same town now. They're both proud Englishmen. And they're just going to stand and bang until somebody goes to sleep. And that's why I'm going to go with the underdog, John Phillips here, who has a price of 7400 in DraftKings. He has much more power than Jack Marshman, and he's way more durable. Uh, Marshman's been KO'd four times. Phillips has only been rocked once in his whole career. Uh, John Phillips has no takedown defense or grappling at all. Um, but Marshman has yet to shoot a takedown in the UFC. And fighting in front of their hometown fans, these guys are going to want to put in a stand-and-bang war. And it's going to be who can land the biggest blow first and who falls down. And I really would be shocked if John Phillips loses that kind of fight. Uh, Marshman would have to grapple for him to win. So I am going to pick John Phillips to win by first-round KO, and his price of 7400 in DraftKings, yes, please, with 100-point upside, 
uh, yeah, all day. GPP only though. And as far as Marshman, I don't have much interest because I really think he's going to get into a firefight here. Um, but he isn't playing GPP if you're making over five lineups. Uh, so the pick is John Phillips by first round KO. And he's one of my favorite GPP plays on the slate, but is very risky. And going to the next fight of the night, we have Claudio Silva coming in at a price of 8.6K. And he's fighting Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts coming in at a price at 7.6K. And this is really Claudio Silva's fight to lose unless he gasses out, which he has done in the past. But he has some really good wins over in the UFC, like Rocky Leanne Edwards, who's an amazing fighter, whom we'll talk about him later on, and Nordine Taleb. And with Claudio Silva, it's all about him getting the takedown where he can dominate with his incredible Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He does have heavy hands, and his striking isn't as bad as people make it out to be. And have we seen multiple times in the UFC and before his UFC run that Danny Roberts can and will be hurt on the feet uh, if you connect. And I do think Claudio Silva can hurt him, and if he hurts him, he's going to immediately get the takedown and immediately get the sub. And I think he can take down Danny Roberts anyway. Uh, Danny Roberts was almost submitted multiple times by David Zawada. And if Claudio Silva gets anywhere close to a submission like David Zawada did, he's going to rip an arm off or he's going to set, uh, he's going to choke him out. And so I really like Claudio Silva. He's one of my three favorite GPP plays on the slate. I don't mind him in cash. But there is that concerning gashes out and hot chocolate takes over later and wins a decision. Uh, but the pick is going to be Claudio Silva by submission late first round. It is priced 8,600. He'll probably score around 90 to 105 points. And that will be amazing for GPP. And he has 118 point upside. And for Danny Roberts, I don't have much interest unless you're making over seven lineups here. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of upside in decision wins. And I don't really see him get a finish unless he lands a crazy knockout punch here. Uh, but if somebody like Rocky Edwards couldn't knock out Claudio Silva, I highly doubt Danny Roberts is. Uh, and like I said, Claudio Silva is one of my favorite GPP-only plays of the night uh, with a concern being his poor cardio. And he is getting older now. Uh, the next fight of the night, we'll make it short and simple. It's Nathaniel Wood coming in at a price of 9400 versus Jose Quinones. Coming in at a price at 6800 And Nathaniel Woods, probably a great ca cash play in this card. I don't think he can hit the 110 to 115. We'll need in GPP from him. Uh, even though Quinone is, is a bit chinny, he is a tough guy. But I do think the pressure of Nathaniel Wood, the output, and also the offensive wrestling is going to be way too much. Um, with Nathaniel Wood, the concern with him is always his striking defense. He likes to block punches with his face. Uh, but he's young and he's really confident and we say that with a lot of those guys where eventually we'll start to slowly but surely add in some head movement and more footwork. And we did see that somewhat in his last fight. He wasn't getting hit as much. Um, Jose Canones, he has decent striking, doesn't really have any power, uh, has good straight punches, has decent kicks, but he's pretty much outgunned everywhere here uh, unless he can land something massive and I just don't see that happening. So Nathaniel Wood is the pick to win by late stoppage or decision. And I see him scoring somewhere in mid to high 80s to low 100s in a win. Uh, the next fight of the night is Dominic Reyes versus the formal title challenger Vulcan Ozdemir. 
And Dominic Reyes comes in at a price of 9300 And he is going to be my pick to win this fight. But I don't know if he's going to be able to score uh, what he's shown his upside to be in DraftKings so far in this matchup. He's in his five UFC fights. He has 107, 109, 110, and 87 uh, DraftKings points. And I think if he wins this fight, we're probably going to look at it being somewhere right around where he scored against Ovin St. Pru with his 87 Probably with a ceiling of 95-ish here. Because uh, I think he really does have to be careful against Ozdemir. As we all know, Ozdemir can knock out anybody in the world uh, with short punches. And that's really only Ozdemir's path to victory is a KO punch. And he's going to have to get it done in the first round. Because uh, he gasses out and he's always at his best in the first round. So at 6,900, Ozdemir is in play in GP play, GPP. Uh, and only if you're making over seven lineups minimum. And for Dominic Reyes, I prefer him in cash because like we talked about, I don't know what his upside is at 9,300 in this type of matchup. Um, but I do actually think he's probably going to lose the first round here and then he'll start dominating the second round and either get a late third round stoppage or win a decision. Uh, but he, he is going to have to be very careful in that first round use footwork, smart shots, kind of hold back a lot and let Ozdemir gas himself out and use a lot of energy. I really think Reyes should grapple here. He has underrated takedowns and underrated chokes and submissions. And Ozdemir can be dominated when he's put on his back. So I do think and do hope Reyes can take that path to victory. And if he does, his zip side is probably higher than what I'm saying it is for this matchup. Um... But I do think he's probably going to keep this fight on the feet for most of it until he feels that he absolutely has to get a takedown. Uh, so saying that, I do feel like Dom Reyes' upside is probably capped at high 90s here, which is fine. It won't hurt you, but I don't know if that's going to win you a GPP on this card. Um, but he is in play. Dom Reyes is in play in cash and GPP and will probably be very high owned. I'm getting the feeling he is at least over 35%. Uh, the next fight of the night is going to be a very fun fight. It's we got Leon Rocky Edwards versus Gunny Gunny Nelson. Holy crap! I really can't talk today. I'm sorry, guys. Gunner Gunny Nelson, and Gunner Nelson comes in at a price of 7,900, and he's going to have a couple advantages here, mostly in pure jujitsu, and especially if he can get a takedown on Leon Edwards, this will be his fight to lose. Uh, saying that, Gunnar Nelson hasn't looked great in his last few fights. He got knocked out by Santiago Ponzinibbio. And I know people can talk about the eye pokes all they want. But I think Ponzinibbio is going to knock Gunnar out anyway. I just think he's a way better striker. And can defend himself well enough on the ground. Um, in his last fight, Gunnar was getting tagged on the feet by Cowboy Oliveira. And then was put on his back and was getting kind of controlled a bit. Until he finally got offensive with his takedowns and then got on top and he landed some brutal elbows against Cowboy Oliveira that broke his nose and Gunnar was able to sink in that rear naked choke. And Gunnar Nelson does have some of the best pure Brazilian jiu-jitsu in the division. Um, and he's going to have to use that to win this fight because I think Leon Rocky Edwards is a much better pure overall striker. And I know Edwards likes to grapple a lot recently. He's been going for more and more takedowns as his UFC career has gone on. But he is the much more accomplished boxer. Straight punches, works the body well, great footwork, knows how to keep distance, isn't going to get into stupid brawl. 
Um, so I do think he can win this fight. I don't like him on DraftKings because he doesn't have really have any real upside. I mean, his wins are 72, 98. That's nice. 72, 75, 86, 73, 64, and 102. So, like, only two wins that would help us on DraftKings out of all those fights I just listed. Um, so he is going to be my pick to win this fight, but I do think Gunnar Nelson is the better DraftKings play because if Gunnar wins, it's going to have to be by finish. And I really think he can hit his ceiling here, which is like 115 DraftKings points. If he gets a first-round finish, and if he gets a second-round finish, I think Gunnar will be right around 95 to 100 probably. Um, so saying that, like I said, I don't have much interest in Leon Edwards on DraftKings because he doesn't usually score that well. And I think he's going to have to want to keep the distance and use low-output strikes just to keep Gunnar at bay, pick him, up way, pick him apart with jabs, and win a, a low-scoring decision that way. And for Gunnar, I think it's a mission or bust here. And because of that, he is in GPPP. And he is uh, has a really nice upside at his price of 7900 uh, For the next fight of the night, we have the main event. We have Darren Till versus Jorge Masvidal. And just to start things off, I know we have all know how Darren Tillis has really struggled in the past with his weight cuts. But man, he looks incredible this week. He looks the leanest he's ever looked. And so I know we still have a day and a half until weigh-ins, but I really think he's going to have an easy weight cut here. Or as easy as he can for somebody his size at 175, 170 pounds. Um, so I do like seeing that out of him. But it is priced at 9,200 in DraftKings. I mean, I don't really have any interest at all because he doesn't score. He doesn't score ball at DraftKings. In his last fight against Tyron Woodley, which went two rounds, he didn't land a single strike. And then in his wins, he has scored of 59, 60, 110, 66, 86, and 54. And at a price of 9,200, if he scores 60s, that that's gonna kill you, especially in GPP. And that will probably hurt you in cash as well. Uh, so Darren Till is going to be one of my fades of the night, uh, along with Ned Naramani, as I just don't think they're going to become closing to value at their prices on DraftKings. But at saying that, I am going to pick Darren Till to win this fight. I just think he's going to be way too big and too technical for Masvidal. Uh, Masvidal is very crafty, and I'm a huge fan of him as a fighter. Uh, but I liked him way much more, 155 pounds. And the only way he really wins this fight, in my opinion, if he can get takedowns and work his top, dang, top game and possibly get a submission. I don't know if he's strong enough to be able to get takedowns against a massive 170-pound fighter like Darren Till. Um, and have we seen in his last couple wins, even though he's at 7,000, I know some people will want to play Masvidal and Cash on DraftKings. But in his last two fights, which were... Decision losses, he only scored 20 points and 21 points. And so I don't really have any interest here. And I know those were three-round fights compared to this being a five-round fight. Um, so I'd rather keep Masvidal to GPP and only if you're making a ton of lineups. And honestly, this is another main event that I feel you can full fade on DraftKings this week. Uh, so we're going to go through all my winners again real quickly, guys. I have Mike Grundy to beat Nadnir Money, and I do like Mike Grundy in cash on DraftKings because I we need a minimum of right around 30 DraftKings points in a loss, and I think he can get that because of the takedowns. And I think he has a 100-point upside with a submission win in the first round and probably around 80 
and a decision win. Uh, Priscilla Cachoeira versus Molly McCann is a fade on DraftKings unless you're making over 10 lineups. I have Dan Ige to beat Danny Henry. And this is a GPP-only fight. And uh, Dan Ige is one of my favorite GPP plays on the night, even though he's very, very risky. Uh, I have Tom Brise to beat Ann Heinish. And Tom Brise is one of my favorite plays on the slate because, as we talked about, in three of his four wins, he scored over 112 DraftKings points, and he comes in at a price in the mid-8Ks. Uh, Mark D. Casey versus Joe Duffy. I didn't make a prediction of that fight. Um, it's a GPP-only fight, and I guess you can have access to both fighters, but it would only do it if you're making over three to five lineups. I have Arnold Allen to defeat Jordan Rinaldi, and I prefer Arnold Allen to be a cash play or a fade because he has no upside. He's only never scored in the 80s in DraftKings and four wins, and I think he will be on his back for parts of this fight. And Jordan Rinaldi at 7.5, he is a GPP play for wrestling upside, but only roster him if you're making over five lineups. Three if you want to get crazy. Uh, the next fight is John Phillips versus Jack Marshman, which is one of the top GPP fights to target because they're just going to throw bombs till somebody goes to sleep. And I am going to pick the underdog, John Phillips, at 7.4K to get a first-round knockout because he hits way harder than Marshman and he's more durable. Um, and so I think he has a 100-point upside at 7.4K. So that's a 7.3K fighter and 7.4K fighter who I think could definitely score 100 points and wins here. Uh, the next fight, I have Claudio Silva to submit Danny Roberts. And Claudio Silva is makes for a very interesting GPP play at 8.6K. And Danny Roberts is in GPP, but his only path to victory is to take over the fight late if Claudio Silva gasses, if he's unable to get a finish. So Danny Roberts, only in DraftKings if you're making over 7 to 10 lineups. And Claudio Silva is a very good GPP play in general. I have Nathaniel Wood to dominate Jose Canones. And at his price at 9400 Nathaniel Wood is just going to be a cash play for me. Or even, I don't mind him in single entry GPP and three max. But I wouldn't play him in like the big $10 or $1 GPP. Uh, I have Leon Edwards to beat Gunnar Nelson. But I think Gunnar Nelson makes the much better DraftKings play as he has much higher upside, and if he wins, in my opinion, it's going to have to be by finish. And Leon Edwards doesn't have much upside at all, so I am going to probably stay away from him on DraftKings. Um, and Gunnar Nelson, I do like him in GPP. Uh, for the main event of the night, I have Darren Till to win by decision over Jorge Masvidal, and that fight is going to be a fade for me on DraftKings. Uh, and let's quickly go over a couple bets I like this week, guys. I like... Uh, Mike Rundy, I liked him more earlier in the week when he was plus 160. He's been bet all the way down to plus 115. And that, honestly, that line might flip by fight night. So, so if you can still get him at dog odds, like I, there's some books where he's still at plus 130 or 40. That is a good bet. Um, I like Dan Ige at minus 145. I like Tom Braze at minus 125 a lot. Um, what else? What else? What else? I like John Phillips at plus 135 by first round KO. Um, I like Claudio Silva at minus 150. And I like Dom Reyes at minus 260. And so I'm probably going to have a little parlay that I really like here, which is going to be Mike Grundy, um, Dominic Reyes, Claudio Silva, and Tom Brace. And 
I really like that parlay. I know parlays are tricky to hit, but it is one I'm really looking into this week. Uh, saying that, good luck with your lineups and your bets this week, guys. Uh, please give us a follow on Twitter, at DFS Headquarters. Once again, that's at DFS Headquarters. We're the best bang for your buck in the DFS uh, industry right now. $20 a month covers every DF, DFS sport you can imagine. NBA, MLB, NFL, NHL, NASCAR, PGA, soccer, WNBA, college football, college basketball, MMA, tennis, uh, soccer. I know I'm forgetting stuff here, but we have every DFS sport you can imagine. Esports, everything you can imagine for $20 a month, 7 bucks a week, private coaching, private chat rooms and Discord, some of the best coaches in the industry. We really have an amazing family going on right now, the DFS headquarters. So please, please, please give us a like and a follow on Twitter, at DFS headquarters. Good luck with your bets and end DraftKings plays this week, guys. A reminder, the card does start early this week. The card starts at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so please make sure to reserve your DraftKings contest by, late, by tomorrow at the latest because contests are filling. Once again, good luck, guys. Peace.